So now enter Sandman. Rich, we are here live in the Post Light Podcast Studio. You know what, Paul? This is our six thousand podcast. Over sixty thousand podcasts. Yes. Just two guys talking about the tech industry product yes. and what really matters. Get ready for some top ten tips about what you can do to level up your product management career while working with Post Light. But first, this ad. <laughs> oh my God, Casper! You're hearing it here first on the Post Light Podcast. All right, Casper has just announced mm-hmm. mini mattress iPhone cases. Oh, this is really exciting. They're Taking the technology that makes you sleep comfortably. And you can put your computer to bed. No, you can put your phone in it. And it's it makes your phone about six to eight times bigger because it's a big, mushy mattress. But when you drop that phone, nothing is going to happen. Oh. And talk about sleep mode. Anyway, all right. going on. What do you want to talk about today? You have, you have a subject in mind. Paul, what is the number one communication tool for consulting for that consulting firms use? Annual reviews. No, no, that's not what I meant. Uh, PowerPoint. You know, the other one is money. Money is a communication <laughs> That's tool. their number one communication Yeah, yeah what can I do for you, Jim? $80,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or vice versa. Like, yeah. Okay, so PowerPoint. People write in PowerPoint. PowerPoint is supposed to be for presentations. PowerPoint is used for all the communication. Should not be shocking it, it, news to anyone in the audience. It's a strange thing. Is it, Richard? Well, I mean, usually presentations should have not many words so you can pay attention to the presenter and there's big images and big pictures. But if you look at some of the hardcore document artifacts that come out of, it's a document, Uh except it's written in a a presentation tool. Yeah. Weird. You know uh, how you can tell an agency like ours is a little bit premium? How? Our proposals are eight and a half by 11, but rotated. Ooh. No, that's, we noticed that when we started this business and we started to see the proposals from our competitors, yeah, the yeah, upmarket yeah. ones, yeah. nobody uses portrait mode. No, no, no. When they're You're watching a movie. Everybody's in landscape. It's a movie trailer. Yeah, you want to, you're yes. always pointing to that, that deck. Guess what the number one workflow management tool in the world is? A guy yelling at you. Okay. That is actually Number true. Number probably true. Like if you're at the ball bearing manufacturing company, yeah. there's a guy and he yeah. says, why the hell are you doing the ball yeah. bearings? Yeah. That's his entire. Ma- move faster. Yeah. Crazy thing is he went to Harvard. He did? Yeah, he did. It's just once you get that MBA, you got to use it somehow. Yeah. Mechanical yeah. engineering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. That's that's an oh, MBA. MBA. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Then he got gets it. the job at the ball bearing factory. Excel. Yeah, I'm. That's what I do all the day. The magic of Excel, I excel, is it lets you do math and complex modeling and calculations and accounting and all. You know that what stuff. it does? I, I can't remember where I was reading this, but somebody said something really good. Excel can be a programming language if, if you wanted to, or you can write in programming, programming, and it's blah blah. You know what Excel has that's amazing? Mm. It's not that it can do math; it's that it lets you format things. In a tabular way? Yeah, because so much of our world is actually tabular. Months with values. Yes. That's the number. If you want to... If you Lists w- of things. If you want to know when the cognitive archaeologists mm-hmm. come down and investigate the newest fear of the future, and they're like, what were they thinking? How did they organize their world? Months across the top and mm-hmm. numbers below mm-hmm. is the number one artifact of our society. Mm-hmm. And plastic. I mean... Stuff across the top and then many items running down the rows. If you need to rebuild society, that's your number one tool. Right. 
But, 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 but. Okay, so look, we're in our own heads right now. Nobody knows what the hell we're talking about. They know we're talking about Excel, a product from Microsoft, which is a spreadsheet. Program. I want to talk about the profound change with how people are working today. Let me illustrate through an example. We use a tool in the office yeah. to hire candidates. We're all hiring at Postlight, oh. by the way. If you are a product designer, product manager, engineer, mobile engineer, web engineer, reach out. This is a really cool freaking place to work. It's really good. Hello at postlight.com or go to postlight.com and we, you'll see there's a little link for careers. We understand. We have seen people graduate out of this place. People who we made a bet on who leveled up their game because the talent around them was so good and they've gone to big, big places. Yeah, no, Slack, big, big software Adobe, companies. That's right. More uh, than Facebook. Yeah. This is confusing, I think, for a lot of people. You measure the success of an agency by where people go. Of course. An agency is a transitional place. I want to level up my career. I might be really experienced, but I'm only in media. Yeah. Because I'm going to come and learn how to work on other kinds of products so that I can then go work in a pure software company. Things like that. That is success. Yes. Check out the job openings, postlight.com slash careers. We want you. We want you to apply. Absolutely. 100%. And uh, we are remote friendly. Let me just be clear. You should have, if you're listening to this, you should have your resume updated, your LinkedIn updated. Applying to Postlight should be like, you know what? Why not? I'll give it a minute and see what happens. Yes. If it takes you more than a minute to to apply for a job, what are you doing? Get it ready. You need to be taking care of yourself. Now, if you apply, mm-hmm. it gets... I'm going to avoid naming oh, don't the name this recruiting thing. platform. Okay. Uh, it's not yeah. bad. It's, it's called, okay. No, it's, it's called Job Toilet, which is what it how it works. Anyway, this tool is highly specialized. <sighs> it stores everything that comes in through the application the PDF resume, the name of the person, their contact info. I think they lets you put in a URL if they have a website. It also encodes them in such a way that you will never find any of them ever it is again. It's hard to find I, stuff it, oh, in this thing. You know one of the things I like to look at when somebody applies for a job? Just take a guess what the artifact might be that I, I think is really interesting. The resume? Yeah, that's a good one. Where is it? Let's walk through that journey. Denise XYZ yeah. applies for the senior product manager position at Postlight. She submits it through an external form. Okay. It gets put in this system. Someone in People Ops at Postlight uh-huh. is reviewing the candidates that are coming through. Okay, it comes through the web, and the API of the career tool system stores all this data. It stores all the data. It's in a workflow tool on as a software-as-a-service provider. That's like, right. Get in there, and now, it gives you a list of all the things to go through. That's day one. Okay. Application comes through. By okay. day three, someone in People Ops has gone through that list and has decided that Denise is worth talking to. That's right. They set up a phone call, and they have a conversation. By day five, they've decided that they're going to have a round of interviews, and Postlight's process is not one interview. It's more like four Ish. Yep, that's right. And four interviews are going to get lined up, and then the different there team members. Sub, there are sub processes too, right? So there's the conversation, there's take home test, which we pay people for. Like yes, there's a yes, whole, yes. There's actually a lot of processes. There's a lot of steps in there that get kicked off. Correct. We try to be just, to, and also because people will be thinking about it, we've worked really hard to build an equitable hiring yes. process that is as open ended and inclusive as possible. What that means, actually, though, is that there's a lot of different kinds of paperwork and accountability internally that we need to keep track of to make sure. We are meeting yes. those goals, tracking things, being respectful, getting in touch in a certain amount of time. That's stuff right. Like that. But what's happening, though, is once this candidate comes through, the team members have to talk to each other about the interest level. How interested are we in hiring them? And this is where it all goes wrong. Well, team members should never talk. Team members should talk. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I told, and no, the thing no is this, I the tool 
that has memorialized Denise's resume yep. is not where we gather to make these important decisions. We gather elsewhere. We may well, have a meeting. Some It companies- literally repels usage. It repels usage. Yeah. When you fill out the little form about what you thought about the interview, yeah. it is a gamble if it's going to be stored. Well, it's not that bad. It was just hard to find it. Session time out. It's just hard out. to find the scorecard. Pay- oh, forget it. I'm not going to get it. I, just, you know, I don't want to vent about the tool. The point I'm trying to make is... Why not? The tool is the filing cabinet. Yes. For the resume. The actual dialogue and conversation happens in a meeting... We used to have meetings at Postlight where we would run down the candidate list yeah. and talk about each one for about five to eight minutes each because yeah. everyone was in the room and we could talk to each other. Yep. I'm a fan. They're too expensive. Their ask is too high, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wrong, go wrong experience, so on and so forth. We do a lot of that in Slack now. Yep. But in Slack, you're not going to create a Denise XYZ channel no. to talk about no, or, and not. decide and make an offer and then close it up. Neither Denise nor the nephew. Just trying some new material out here on the podcast. Now we're at day eight or nine. Eight or nine. We're about to make a call. That's a post like we decided to to not move forward with Denise. Okay. And we're done. (sighs) Sorry, Denise. If you drew an activity graph for the journey of Denise's resume from day one to day nine, Mm -hmm. what you find is various spikes in conversational activity and then silence. When does the silence happen? Whether we hire Denise. Or whether we we're never going to talk about her again. You will never talk about her. Not in that context. You will never talk about her again. If if the offer comes through and she accepts, and they're coming in, there's a different process. There's this onboarding process that kicks in. Well, there's that, and then there's also. I mean, more of a checklist. That's interesting to think about unifying those. There's also the fact that Denise is now essentially kind of a customer of HR, and HR is a customer of Denise if she comes on forever. But totally different systems, different workflow, different workflow, different systems. So we've now retired the Denise card. Or listing inside of the HR tool. The HR tool. Okay. The hiring tool. What are the tools Postlight uses to store stuff today? We've got the HR tool, which I think you called toilet box. (laughs) Job toilet. Job toilet. We've got a tool for tracking our sales leads. That's right. That one. We'll we'll name that one. That's that's called pipe drive. It's pretty good. That one's okay. That's okay. Yeah. We've got a tool we that use three stores... Fields. We use three fields of pipe drives. It has over 200 million fields. Then there's Coda, which Coda. there's a three and a half hour intro to Coda video that you can go watch on YouTube to That's understand Coda. Product managers love Coda. Product managers love Coda. It's how they organize the world. They're like, look, I put emojis by things. There's Google Docs and Google Sheets. That's, I'm I'm basically, I'm Google You're Docs. There a lot. I'm Google Docs in the streets and Google Sheets in the There is, the I think there's a little bit of shortcut which used to be called Clubhouse, but Clubhouse, the podcasting tool, had to got the name back. That is a so good we one. use that. that. The major thing there is speed. It just moves it's, along it's really well. It's a fast well. app, yeah. but we recommend Shortcut. It's a good product. Yeah, it's a good product. We yes. had the design director on the yes. podcast. And then there's Figma, if you're looking at designs. Figma so, took over. We do what, still see some in Vision, but Figma's really taken over. Figma's taken over. What you have effectively is this constellation of apps. Uh-huh. God, we spend a lot of money if you add it all up, it's a lot of money. We don't even see the invoices, but when we were still you CEO and president, invo- yeah, because you like to look at all the credit card incoming. I do. You did. Yeah. You'd be like, "What is this eighteen hundred dollar charge yeah, for?" I don't, I don't and it would be like, "I like to look at." I think it's a remnant of just it might, you know, the, when the business paranoid, started, paranoid, but whatever. You'd be like, "What's Figma Doodle?" And yeah. and everybody would be like, "Well, you know, we need that for for design." Yeah. 
Yeah. So lots. So there are the, there is this constellation of experiences of, of tools that store various types of information. Very very low interchange between the tools. Yes. That's right. So like I think about they, this a lot. I think about the fact that it used to be a real goal in computers for all the things to be able to talk to the other things. And so what you would have is these enabling languages like AppleScript or Rex or things like that, mm. where you could say, hey, I have 2,000 images in a folder, mm -hmm. Photoshop. In fact, Photoshop has batch mode and something. But it was like, I need them to go through process A, then go into Photoshop, come out of Photoshop, mm -hmm. compile them in a movie, and then you know send each one as an email. Just whatever. You could mm -hmm. script that. And that was, mm -hmm. the idea was that all the apps would talk to all the other apps and the computer would be the place where everything got together. Yep. And now that it's funny, we have all these apps and in theory, they should all be able to chit chat. No problem with APIs yep. and data yep. and so on, but they don't. They're all little islands. They're little islands. There's another thing that's happened, by the way, which is you don't have to go to IT to try the tool. You're just going to... I, you know, it's funny. It's, and we this is a worthy digression. We work with a lot of big orgs. IT cannot figure out the $20 seat license like design tool. No. They're just no, like, no, no. and you're like, I need, I need to spend $400 a year to use this thing. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well it has to go through provisioning, you know, and our government. I look, in some companies, they still do that. They still won't let you, they like, they like give you essentially a virtual desktop and you have no control over anything like yeah. banking will do that. Life finds a way though. Like Life I, finds a way. Yeah. People at um, a large media company I used to work with used to just go down to the Starbucks Yeah. so they could use GitHub. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. So- You've got these tools. There's a lot of them. A lot they store of tools. a lot of information. Okay. But, I mean, they all orbit around the sun. And the sun is made up of Zoom, Slack, mm -hmm. and in-person meetings. Wait, you wouldn't put the project management tool in there, like the Excel spreadsheet or the, no. the thing that says, here's what's supposed to happen when? Well, look, here's the thing. It is in there for that expert project manager who is going to police the work. Because that is where they're tracking the links to all these that things. That thing might be open all day on yeah. their laptop. Yeah, That's yeah. true. For a lot of people, I got to say, I, I'd say the ratio between the HR tool and Slack in terms of my own usage for recruiting is probably... 20 to 1, Slack. Yeah, I think that's right. Tool. And of that 5%, 80% is just finding the resume. But then the rest of it is, did we talk to this person, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Now, email is also in the sun, obviously. I mean... Email is hard, though, because 90% of email now is people trying to get you to buy outsource services or trying to well, get you to go to a drugstore and get them gift cards illegally. Yeah, so well, I mean, Slack is safer. You're also you're an agency executive in New York. There's going to be people who are, I don't know if anybody else is getting pitched. Slack is a well. Slack is a safer way to communicate. You can't spam me in Slack. It's really well. It's hard. It's right? Walled off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Enter the pandemic. See now the pandemic has changed how like our reliance on these communication tools has become even more amplified, such that you don't walk up to someone with Coda opened up. You don't. No. You don't. Instead, what do you do? You lean even more heavily on communication and even more heavily on a, what I'll call async communication. Paul, tell the audience what async communication well, is. Well, it's, it's short for asynchronous, Rich. And what asynchronous means mm -hmm. is that instead of two people talking directly and interchanging mm -hmm. um, conversation, just like you and I are doing right now, one person deposits some artifact. Could be a little bit of chat, could be a file. And yep. the other person comes, experiences that artifact, and leaves their notes. Yep. I'm going to tell you a, a, a dirty trick I use, Paul. Okay. If I say something to someone, I was like, I want you to address this problem. Yeah. 
and I hit enter in a Slack direct <laughs> message to that person. That's asynchronous. I don't know if they're there. I don't know when they're going to see it. They're busy in meetings. We have access to the CEO and president. They really don't have a lot of daylight in that calendar. No, they really don't. It's like and a And I'll board. message them, I need you to address X, Y, and Z. Yep. You know what I do? Mm. I mark unread my own message. What does that do? It makes me go back to it if they don't answer me soon. <laughs> oh, God. So it just stays nice and live. It's lit. Oh, so you can't. So like, let's say it's Saturday at noon and you type this and you walk away. You don't want to forget until Monday. I want to go back to it. Yeah, I know. I want to go back to it. I know. Meaning they may get back to me in a day. Just checking in. Or they may not. And if they don't, I may forget it. Like, I, I think what will shock people is that you're, you've created strategy. You're not actually normally and natively this annoying. You've actually had to create strategies to be an annoying person. Like, oh, I need people don't realize this. Yeah. I need the computer to help yeah. me be insufferable. Yeah. Sometimes I write, I used to write them as notes to myself. Yeah. Like I would write XLL when question mark, question mark. Yeah. And then I would come back to it four days later and I have no recollection no of what XLL stands no for. Clue. I mean, it's, it's when you see the code you wrote like 10 years ago. There is a direct correlation between productivity and the viscosity of communication, meaning productivity is no longer, I got to get 200 rows in a spreadsheet. No. Productivity is if I have a dependency to Sally and Jim, right, and I'm waiting on them, I need really good tools so that they don't get in my way and I can keep moving. That is productivity. Productivity equals good feedback loop in communication. This is all And a big I think puzzle. the pandemic, yeah. just to finish the thought, amplified this in such an extreme way. When you are in person, the need for efficiency in communication is relatively low. There is time to flop around, make a joke, get a cup of coffee, go to the bathroom, look at a 20-slide deck. You're here in front of me. Yeah, and we're just going to kind of interact this way. And so human interaction is actually extremely lossy. Like just only about 1% is really expected to but get in there. extremely reassuring and validating. Let me ask you something. Are your feelings hurt when someone turns off their video suddenly while you're on a call? Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. But yeah, no, I mean, it used to feel weird, right? But then now I just know that they're probably eating something or, you know, just like coughing or yelling so at their you, you don't take it personally. I don't take much personally anymore. It's been a couple of years now. Okay, uh, so I just, that's yeah. utterly fair. But you know, I guess what I'm getting at is like, people love to prototype culture, right? And so it'll be like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to write a Google Doc before every meeting. And everybody's going to review the Google Doc and have their feedback. There is like a virus, this organization, this thing called Navigator came through Postlight. Every meeting was going to have an agenda. Some people loved it. Most people didn't. And then it went out of business or got bought. I think they pivoted. Yeah, that's the end of Navigator. Oh, they pivoted. Okay. That's the end of Navigator. Agendas are fine. Everything's fine. The problem is that to truly communicate through artifacts, I say this as a writer, I say this as a corporate communicator, and I say this as someone who, where people often communicate with me through artifacts, requires unbelievable amounts of time to compress it into something that people will actually engage with in the moment. You are a very, like, spoken word person. You like to talk, you like to see things out. If I write something formally and I'm like, I want you to read this, you're, you're very engaged with it. But you don't like a lot of words or decks until there's been a conversation. And then you want to see things distill as, a, yeah. as an executive leader. And I, I think that there is a fantasy that these tools can get us there, but they don't let you have the time to flop around. Well, it's interesting that you say that because 
I think Slack is optimized for flopping around. Yeah, but no. what percentage of of a, of a Slack instance in any organization on the earth is actual productive work conversation? Something like negative thirty. Like if you got rid of the Slack, you would have thirty percent. There will be no fun time pet channel <laughs> on Slack. Well, that's, that's what just... happens to Slack? If you say no fun nope. time pet channel, it is a tool that is optimized around talking about yesterday's football game. Yeah, it's the right? twi- I mean, it's, it's the it's, Twitter it's, of work. It's the Twitter of work. It's the it's the what is it called? The water cooler, et cetera, et cetera. Right? But there's channels with interest. Like we have a plants channel, we have a, a pets channel, we have all kinds of we channels. Have many employee resource groups, and the way you join them is by joining the what Slack. What percentage of the Slack activity that we pay for, which we pay eleven million dollars to Slack God, a year? Yeah, really it's just um, Stuart Butterfield what, just piling the money up. What percentage do you think is actual productive work? Uh, I mean, that's the worst question ever, right? Is it? I, 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 first off, I take enormous pride in the culture of Postlight that we've built at Postlight. So I'm really happy that these really fun channels exist. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's Eight, 20% is productive. I'm going to be really annoying. Define productive work. I want to talk to you about this ticket. So you actually just define, given the earlier context of this conversation, you define productive work as I would like to discuss with you an artifact using another software as a service tool that we've created. You just teed it up the for bullseye. you there? Is that where you're no, headed? You, you hit the bullseye. There's nothing to tee up. You hit the bullseye. What is productive work in conversation? You're always referencing out. Yes, it's the reference. Okay, so most of Slack, an enormous amount of Slack is internal to Slack. And I think what you're saying is that that is the stuff, even if it is productive, that's the stuff that has the most risk of just kind of not being about work. Whether that's a risk or not, I don't know. If people want to talk about TV, they talk about TV. When I see the music channel light up, I like to go check out what people are listening Me to. Me too. I think Me it's too. Cool. I do enjoy it. But we are, ultimately, this is a business and we do work for our clients and people who yeah. take jobs here are expected to do work for the clients, right? Yeah. So that's got to happen for this thing to survive. Okay? But you're not going to be like, Enough with the chit chat. Get back to work. I mean, you have a broken culture if you have to say that. You are allowed to say from time to time, like, let's focus. You can't say that in the music channel, but you or the TV channel, yeah. but you can say that yeah. in the like client X channel. You'd yeah. be like, okay, this is probably a little bit of a distraction. Yep. Let's fast forward. Okay. Okay. Let's fast forward to a world where we're all back at work. Okay. A study comes out. It turns out if you sit in your house for too long, it's bad for you. It's exactly equivalent to like some sort of terrible disease. It's a terrible disease. Yeah. Everybody's coming back to work. Yeah. Meetings now are creeping up again. Oh, more and more yeah. meetings. I mean, okay. Right? Yeah. Do the way we use tools today and the way we communicate change? Have we arrived at a place where work and social culture is all kind of commingled? Well, this is what's interesting is, yeah. is, you know, is Slack the transcript of the effort, you know, and it's not right now. It's the chat that happens around something, but it's not really, it's not knowledge. Yeah. It's the conversation and the knowledge goes and lives in the CRM or Google Docs mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the transcript, the video call, the, uh, the meeting, the meeting mm-hmm. notes, the agendas are only in the Slack if you're really, really vigilant. And more likely, they're going to live in the CRM or the Google Doc. Yep. So you have these two modes of yep. existing when you're doing work. And I, I think that if Slack is like anything, it's like the in-person meeting where nobody's really taking notes and you're just kind of talking. I feel like we've outpaced the constellation of tools we use. Do you think that's the case? Well, I mean, software is always fighting the last battle, right? It's always fighting the last war. Interesting. Well, Explain every, that. Go meta with me for one second. I think this is where we're getting right. So we've had two years of a very different style of working. And what looks 
accurate to me in the future. I think what I would place a bet on, in fact, what we are placing bets on with how we're rearranging the office and the terms that we've come to with how employees should re-engage with Mm -hmm. coming in is that physical space has its absolute utility. It's important if an employee can do work at home. So like, obviously Mm -hmm. someone who comes and cleans the office can't work from home, but most people who work at Postlight can work from home. They have a lot of choices. We've given them a lot of options. And I think it's pretty normal all over, especially in our industry. Is that good? Let's not matter if it's good or bad. This is society, a workplace reflects society. So it doesn't matter. It has to be like, can we be productive and successful? Do our clients feel that they're getting good value for what they're paying us? And are our employees happy and motivated to stay? Those are our criteria. In that context, the future state of Postlight and the one we're actually actively building right now is the office is an attractive, good place to be where it's easy to get work done and, it, mm-hmm. and it's a warm environment, good coffee, not super spoiled, mm-hmm. you know, no ball pit or anything, but like, but like a good place. There is a core of people somewhere between, you know, a handful of people comparatively mm-hmm. who want to be there every day. Just mm-hmm. good for them, good for their brains. There are a much larger, like say seven times larger group of people who like to come in once or twice a week, renew their social connections, talk to people, have lunch. There might be some demos. There's like a kind of like yep. the larger community forms and then sporadically holidays, you know, remote week, stuff like that. The entire organization might come together at once. Okay. Those groups are variable. It's not the same exact group of people every single time. Mm-hmm. There's somebody in the office every day now. So now we have a new reality where the last war was how do we get people just talking and working with digital tools across the organization? Everybody's on these different platforms. So we got to get everybody to put their data in one place. That might be like a base camp. We got to get everybody talking in one place, not hip chat. This is a problem. This is a challenge mm-hmm. that. Tools have been banging away out for like 20 years. That's right. So we got to get video calls going because people like to see things and share things. We got to get mutual whiteboarding, all of that stuff. And then the pandemic accelerated the, hey, we're all on the internet together part of it. Okay. So the pandemic was like, okay, well, we're here. We got to talk. So let's use Zoom because yeah. video is good. But I don't always want to be on Zoom, et cetera, et cetera. Let me fast forward, right? What is the last word? The last word is it's hard to get everybody to talk to each other using the same tools. Well, we did solve that. We've got Slack and Zoom and Meet. And so like you can pretty much get everybody in the same, quote, virtual yep. room using the same virtual tools, mm-hmm. regardless of what platform they use. They mm-hmm. could be on mobile. They could blah, blah, blah. The future state, I think, is one where that hybrid work environment in like truly hybrid where people are in, out, they come in and they do collaborate sometimes physically. They might just choose to stay home because it's going to be more productive. They might choose to stay home because they got to get their kid to the doctor, like all of that. We, we spent a lot of time in conversation, a lot of time entering data, but that central transcript doesn't exist anywhere. We have and a tool. This is the promise of integrations. Well, right? we have a tool for videos because we started recording. So why do I record Zoom calls? But then I have to save them to my desktop. I can't get to like Zoom Cloud where they would be automatically transcripted. I bet Zoom sells that, but yes. Well, no, we pay a separate service called Rewatch. Correct. That lets us have that experience and upload any number of videos and and do all sorts of stuff. And it gives us transcripts and they're searchable and so on and so forth. Because a lot of our knowledge is happening that way. That is a whole nother world. I don't go into, I'm not a video person. I'm a words person. I don't go into rewatch that much. Some people really live there. They think that that's the lure of the firm. Yeah. So we're back where we started. We're actually atomized again. It's just across different platforms. Do you have tool fatigue? Well, I like that one album. Tool's good. Tool's a good fan. Let's close this out. Usually we try to 
give concentrate some tips and tricks. Yeah, I mean, concentrate sort of the the, the core message of a podcast. This well, is really hard. Well, where are we right now? Do you think so? Like, do you yeah. first of all do you agree with me that software fights the last war and that we're going to be headed into some new bold direction in work worker integration with their tools? I'm going to make a bold statement. Go. Software is in its absolutely embryonic stages when it comes to truly collaborative tools. What would good collaboration I, be? I, I think if you look at the genetic lineage of software today, yep. there are the descendants of the telephone. Okay. And then there are the descendants of the spreadsheet. That doesn't sound right. There's a, and descendants of the word processor. And, but yes. By spreadsheet slash database. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. The word processor. I mean, to me, one of the most sophisticated examples of true collaborative tooling is seeing your cursor on Google Docs while I'm working. There has been a negotiate, a peace treaty has been signed between the telephone and the database. I mean, I like, use Google Docs all the time. They add one feature a year. It is absolutely annoying, but that's just that collaboration is so useful. It's truly bre- shattering legacy there in terms of tooling. I don't think the tools today can do that. They try. Uh, I don't think. I, I think Figma is getting there. Well, all the cursors. Figma moving is interesting. I mean, if someone told you ten years ago that one day I'm going to come into your Photoshop in a web browser and screw around, you would have been like, "That's impossible. It'll break the internet." Yeah. And Figma just went for it, and that kind of leap. I think you're right. I think on the document level and on the canvas level. There is more progress that's been made than on the classic data gathering, data editing level in terms of collaboration. Figma, through, frankly, one killer feature, which is infinite zoom and two cursors on the same damn canvas, practically obliterated InVision. They did it by just saying, you know what, the hell with it. We say that because that happened at Postlight, but it's totally possible that lots of incredibly large organizations are using InVision. They probably are, I mean, but if you look at the wins in yeah. the design community no, in no, terms the, of the where everybody light, is. The licensing fees may still be going to InVision, but the heat and light is going to Figma. That's right. Yeah. Those are the places where there is real progress. I, I thought it was just I thought it was just flexing when I first saw Figma. I was like, why are you doing this? I mean, Sketch is a casualty of Figma. Gotta remember Sketch. Sketch when dominated. We, when we started Postlight, it was a Sketch shop. It was a sketch shop. Yeah. I mean, it was this beautiful, lightweight, UX-centric Oh, man. When's the last Photoshop? time you thought about a Mac app? Bear. You like Bear. Other than that. And Bear I, is, frankly, a cloud app. I, mean, I it's don't just a buy cloud. desktop apps. The last one I took seriously was OmniGraph. Well, now I just use Whimsical. I think these tools, they just see the browser as a window into collaboration. Yeah. And I think there's a ton of progress ahead there. I still don't see myself talking to you in Figma. I don't think that's going to work, but maybe it will. The sidebar comments in Google Docs is about as effective as, as you're going to get. They're okay, right? but the you know Google Docs still can't like somebody makes sixty edits to a file and you get the, the those emails and it's just like it's a lot. It's not it's smart that it's way. A it's a lot. It's a lot. All right. So what? Okay. Let's say I was going to build software for the future. Something we often do here at Postlight. We think about the future. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to be doing? Where should I be spending my time and thinking? We didn't talk about the phone. Phone, I mean, Figma is not designed and probably will never be designed for the phone, but that's fine. That's not what it's for. But I think, you know, the phone uh, got promoted in the pandemic. I think the phone became a whole other window into work. The idea of 
plopping down on your desk and just chewing through whatever you're chewing through on a computer, on a desktop computer. When you're working at home, obliterated. do you change your physical location? Like if you're on a video call, you're looking at the, you're looking yeah. at the whole thing, but I will like lie on the floor and erase emails. You know, like I'll just kind of like, I'll wander around a little bit. The tools have gotten real efficient on the phone and yeah. I think they're going to continue to. Or it, let's say I'm going to go make lunch. I'll go yeah. to the kitchen and I'll make lunch and yeah. I'll like, just clean my Slack inbox up, which Slack has a yeah. bad inbox concept, but like, yeah. I'll go through those threads, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And even a doc I need to read, I'll read it on my phone. Yep. Like if somebody says, you got to read this over, I've looked at contracts uh, totally. on my phone, right? Totally. Like, and that's, that's and this is not, I mean, you know, people hear this and be like, well, you got to work all the time. And this can be an eight hour day. This is an interesting moment because it, it gets talked about in different ways, right? But let's say I have to go to the doctor. I'm go, I got my checkup. Yeah. I'm in the middle of the day. Now, I used to say, I'm going to the doctor. I'm going to take three hours off. Right. And you'll see me there. You could be in the waiting room. Or I could just kind of wander over. Yep. And check my phone in the waiting room, answer a few things, say, hey, I'm going to go see the doctor. 2020, the doctor sees you for seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm very disappointed by and then you wander back. Yeah. You didn't do the three hours. You're not under a lot of stress while you're doing That's this. That's another dimension here, which is how we collaborate and work together is going to change. I think flexibility is going to change. And I think the tools are going to continue to reflect that as they evolve. I think that is inevitable. Is there some magical pivot point? There isn't. It's just, it's actually real slow. I find technology and CPUs advance way faster than humans' patterns around using stuff. Okay. So we're making an argument at one level for all the pieces to slowly congeal, right? For like like, do you think, you know, Figma and Slack would ever merge? Like, I, would, I know it's like a ridiculous thing to think about. Like, are all these going to become one blobby thing where we're all collaborating Salesforce on everything? Salesforce bought Slack, right? Yeah. There is a bad idea right now happening inside of Salesforce where they're like, you know what? Not just if what, I use it, iFrames. No, they literally have a version of Salesforce called Salesforce Bad Ideas. And it's, it's what they use. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's just gluing Slack, a Slack channel onto a deal and saying... Well, this is obviously how we're going to integrate, I right? I mean, you spend $20 billion on something. You, you got do the yeah. hell you want, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I think, you know, a lot of the stuff we're talking about, Salesforce has. Like, it will let you record a video of your they people have doing, like, Everything is in there. And it'll give you a transcript. Everything is in there. Yeah. Everything is in there. And I think, I think Why that's the Why build take- any software at all if Salesforce has already built it? But Salesforce still sells something very monolithic. You can't pick up a piece of Salesforce. They're never gonna. They're never gonna recommend a non-Salesforce solution. Is amazing. Well, not just that. They glue like seven things together. Oh yeah. The things that we do require software people in the room to explain what's going on. That's right. Whereas like someone can read. You know, they can go to training for two days and they can be like, "Well, Salesforce. These were not Seltzer Cloud will the- deliver Seltzer." All right. So we've really not nailed this down. So. Future state of software. I've got my Slack over here and my Salesforce and my data tools and my Figma. And everything is kind of talking and we're all talking and it's hard to know what's going on. Tell me, Richard, what should I be doing? What should I be building? Building? Well, what's the future of software? Answer it. You have one minute. The phone experience matches the, the web experience. Okay. It has to be on the web, obviously. Yep. Desktop, that's kind of it's shown just, itself. Yeah. Google Sheets is, I mean, Excel works in your browser. End of yeah, that. That's yeah, the yeah. end of it. And a more streamlined way to link together how people work together with how people deal with the artifacts they deal with on a day-to-day basis. You know, what's funny is we're at a stage where I think people would hear you say that. And then they're going to go, well, yeah, but we already have. And then they'll name 25 tools that let you do that. Yeah. And that, that'll actually prove your point. And look, 
it's a fertile world right now. There's probably some tool by the time this podcast airs that's like catching fire on product hunt because it's the new way to write notes in a meeting or something. Like it's it's constant. It's just cheap. It's easy to spin stuff up, right? I mean, we, we're joking around about Coda. Coda's valued at over a billion dollars, I think, if I'm not mistaken. They yeah. raised a lot of money. And you look at it and you're like, what is going on here? Why would you do this? And there's Notion and there's plenty. So people keep spinning them up, right? But what we're realizing is that I don't think it's sustainable. Coda and Notion need to merge. They can be called like connotation or something. I mean, it's not, you can't keep piling on the tools. Is that true? Because there's billions of users now. Maybe you can. Maybe we do. No, I don't mean piling onto tools into the market. I mean, I don't want to switch between eight tools on a workday. No, I don't either. Okay, let's close it this way. You ready? Yeah. You get to use one application all day. What is it? Flight Simulator. Fair. Google Docs. Probably Google Suite. Yeah, Google Suite would do it for me. I have to get work done. Yeah. So let's close this with Google's attempt to bring the conversation into the Google Suite. Oh, no. The history of their attempt to somehow jam chat into everything. They, and, well, and also that they it's can't... It's the oddest they, thing. They can't ship a chat, chat app to save their lives. And they just tried it recently. Like, I think Gmail became chat also. I, I love I love when they... It's like, well, it was Hangouts, now it's Meet. Then it'll be like Meet with Hangouts. Then it'll be Docs Meet. What they're trying to do is a hard... No, is, is I, a, is come hard. on. It's Google. They should not continue to embarrass themselves this way. It's yeah. quite a strange. And the, right? the, the names are also yeah. bad. Like, the next one will be called, like, Meet Hang. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We are post-light. Oof. What do we do, Paul? Do we build products like this? Well, <laughs> are we capable? We definitely run our mouths. We just complain about them. But we can build your thing. We can do your front end, your back end, your product design, and your product management. Because you want to get a thing out into the world. We haven't pitched post-light in a long time. It's a good product. It's a good place. It's great talent, design, engineering, product management. We've touched just about every sector, government, fintech, media, and big brands, big logos. Check us out. Post and full apps. Like, it's not websites. Like, we build, we build those, too. But, no. You but want a website, go to Wix. You want a full platform. <laughs> come to Postlight. Come to Postlight. That's Hello our new postlight. Slogan, That's it. Go to right. Wix. Have, have, a, have a good week, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.